finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, you remember all those things, all those nice things I said about Kanye West? I don't know, about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Uh, never mind. I take those all back. He is a, he's an idiot. He's an anti-Semite. He's out of control. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. It was Uh, It is fascinating watching the Daily Wire trying to figure out what to do with their new buddy, Kanye West, who, uh, if you missed it, over the weekend, sounded much like Louis Farrakhan. He's got a real problem with Jewish people. Uh, I don't care how much money he has. He's he's an idiot. We'll play some of that sound, and we will officially bail out on yay. Uh, Joe... (laughs) It was such a busy news weekend with the economy collapsing, which with, with a lot of races, political races and uh, debates. We almost uh, almost forgot Joe Biden was creeping on little girls again, sniffing hair and making little girls feel uncomfortable. It is incredible. I, I can't imagine what this would be like if this were a Republican. Uh, it's not. It's our president. And he is a creep. We'll show you that video and audio, and we'll ask the question, what does he do off camera? <laughs> this is what this is what he does on camera in front of crowds. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, amazing and disturbing. And speaking of disturbing, is there a bigger weasel in the world than Dr. Anthony Fauci? He was on uh, he was on with one of his buddies on network TV over the weekend saying he had nothing to do. With the school closings, we will show you what a liar he is and what a weasel. And, and, and ask the question, why is he still showing up at the office? Why is he still doing interviews? He's completely disgraced and discredited. And he's still out there trying to, uh, trying to save his image, which is more important than anything to the evil elf. Wild weekend in the NFL. Tom Brady... Goes to a goes to Bob Kraft's wedding and then loses to the lowly Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron Rodgers loses to the Jets. The Patriots win and win big and have a genuine uh, QB controversy on their hands. Uh, big weekend, big weekend for Bill Belichick and Bubba Wallace um, attacks another driver. And I'm just going to get out ahead of this one. I'm not sure what Kyle Larson did to upset Bubba, but I'm pretty sure it was racist. Jamel Hill has the tweet ready to go. The whole ESPN crew has their rants ready to go on how NASCAR is racist because poor Bubba, he, he was uh, he was a victim again. Maybe we'll have another ceremony. They can all put their hands on his car and, and console poor Bubba. We'll show you that, uh, that uh, uh, video and uh, Bubba's reaction. Today on the Callahan Show, brought to you by Bastion Pens. Uh, we're excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Bastion Bolt Action Pens. If you're the type of person who prefers good old-fashioned pen and paper to digital note-taking, you want a pen that performs. That's why I'm thrilled to have Bastion Pens as a sponsor, because they're designed in the USA to last a lifetime. The Bastion Executive Bolt Action Pen combines the highest quality materials and modern design with fine-tuned craftsmanship to create a winning instrument that is as luxurious as it is practical. They have several material options to choose from, including carbon fiber, stainless steel, aluminum, and titanium. No matter which material you go with, the pens are strong enough to break through glass or be used as a self-defense instrument in case of an emergency. Seriously. Uh, The bolt action mechanism is extremely satisfying. It's even fun to fidget with, to play with, just click with. Well, to help write your legacy, Bastion Pens has a special offer for listeners of the Callahan Show. Use promo code JERRY 
at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. That's promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y for 20% off. Just go to bastionboltactionpen.com or click the link in our social media bio. How long ago was that Tucker Carlson interview with Kanye West when I and a lot of other people said, uh, boy, that Kanye, he's uh, he's got guts. He's thoughtful. He's courageous. He's he's pro-life. He's pro-Trump. That takes a lot of guts in this in this day and age. And I will I guess I'll give him that. He's got guts. He's got guts. He's not afraid to go against the grain. He wore a White Lives Matter shirt at a Paris fashion show, knowing how what the reaction would be. He's he's close friends with Candace Owen, an outspoken conservative and uh, and Daily Wire member, Daily Wire personality. Well, um, I think I jumped the gun. I I I'm, shouldn't say that. He is thoughtful. He does think things through. He does take his time when he talks and answers questions. But I guess, I don't know if uh, Tucker's crew cut this part out of the interview or he just uh, wasn't, uh, didn't, didn't feel like going off on the Jews when he was with Tucker Carlson. But I'm not sure how you avoid this. I'm not sure how you defend what he did over the, uh, what he did on the, what's this podcast called? The Drinks Champ Podcast. Yeah. I, you know, he's, he's out there now. He's, uh, He's high profile. He's he's speaking his mind, and in at least uh, in this case, it is um, I don't know offensive. It is anti-Semitic. It is right out of the Louis Farrakhan playbook. I I I didn't know he was this kind of anti-Semite. I didn't know you know he blamed the Jews for everything. And I, I guess I didn't make the connection when he talks about corporate America and Disney and JP Morgan in Kanye West mind, those are all Jews, you know, who run those companies. And I don't know if he's, I, I didn't see if it was fact check, <laughs> fact checked to see if indeed everybody that he was renting against was Jewish. But this is a guy who, um, um, uh, Works, I should say works. He's he's friendly with uh, Ben Shapiro, who is uh, the founder and the, the leader of Daily Wire. I just checked. Ben Shapiro has not opined on the latest um, Kanye West rant, but we'll play it. And you tell me what's the difference in uh, Kanye West and, uh, oh, I don't know, Nick, uh, Nick Cannon, another Farrakhan disciple, or any other crazy anti-Semitic um, person out there. It's, it's just, it's insane. This guy is indeed out of his mind. He thought somehow he could go on this kind of rant and he would get, I don't know, get credit again for being outspoken and opinionated and thoughtful. Um, where was this during the Tucker interview? I'd like to know. And when is Ben Shapiro and the rest of the uh, daily wire crew going to speak out about this. Um, they're uh, maybe the biggest personality they got is Ken, uh, Candace Owen. And by the way, big news today, Kanye say he's, says he's buying parlor, which I don't know what that means. I'm not actually, I did sign up for parlor back before a uh, big tech crushed it when it was going to be the voice of, uh, of the right of, of conservatives, big tech, uh, through the um, Amazon um, services, AWS crushed the life out of Parler. It was disgusting, but apparently Kanye's Kanye's going to buy it. And right now, I believe the CEO is Candace Owens' husband, so that's convenient. But listen to listen anybody. He, he was kicked off Twitter, and I don't think anyone should get kicked off Twitter uh, short of inciting violence and saying you know making death threats. I think there should be room for uh, for crazy, particularly when it's celebrity crazy, when it's blue checkmark crazy. It exposes people. Well, he was kicked off Twitter, and I'm going to say by today's standards, by the rules set out by the uh, tyrants in Silicon Valley, he earned it. I mean, when you go off on a rant blaming Jews for thing, for, for, for all the troubles in the world, I'm going to say that's probably in violation of Twitter standards. 
and uh, so Kanye was kicked off Twitter. He's going to buy Parler. I don't know. Is he on? Is he on Instagram? I don't. I don't follow him on Instagram. But is he still on IG? As of is a he few, still going on these crazy rants on Instagram? As of a few days ago, he was not kicked off there yet. No, he was not. Okay, but listen to him, and uh, I don't know how. How does drinks champs? Whatever that means. What is the? Uh, let me get the name. The official name of this. Uh, of this um, podcast, Drinks Champs. Are you a fan? Do you listen? Do you subscribe to Drinks Champs, Ironhead? I actually thought this was a show called Drinking Bros until this morning. So, I, no. <laughs> it, it says in his Drinks Champs interview, and he talks about how this, he talks about JP Morgan, as we know, canceled him, told him they're closing his accounts. It's happened to a lot of conservatives. It is scary. It is un-American saying, take your money and go elsewhere because we don't like what you have to say. Let me remind you, J.P. Morgan never did that to Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey, uh, years after Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of uh, sex crimes, after he was completely exposed, we knew what kind of monster he was. We knew what he was doing with, with, with underage girls in, in, in Palm Beach and on Pedophile Island. J.P. Morgan never closed out Jeffrey Epstein's accounts. And by the way, I'm sure we could find others. I'm sure Harvey Weinstein and others have never had their bank accounts closed or been kicked off uh, PayPal or Stripe or anything else. It's strictly conservatives. In this case, Kanye has been labeled a conservative because of his relationship with Candace Owen and because of him defying and, uh, and, and, and challenging the, uh, the liberal narrative. But, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say he's gone too far now and whatever he gets, he deserves. He's an idiot. Okay. I thought he was smart. I thought he was thoughtful. I thought he was edgy. I thought he was a little, a little crazy as we talked about after the Tucker interview. But in this case, he's, I don't know where you get this. I guess you can get it by watching Louis Farrakhan online. I'm sure there's plenty of places you can listen to these anti-Semitic screeds but he's he's listened and he's bought in and and uh, this is just by the way one of the insane things he said maybe even actionable things he said we'll get to the George Floyd comment but can we do the uh, just the anti-Semitic rant against J.P. Morgan and Disney and other companies do we have that uh, I have him talking I can grab that it's right I have it right here but this is the one about um, uh, Jewish people using the black voice. Okay, let's listen. This is just, I mean, he, he, he goes all in. It's all, it's all the Jews. Uh, he didn't quite go to the Steve Carlton level. Steve Carlton, former uh, uh, Phillies pitcher, Hall of Fame pitcher, who said the world is controlled by 12 Jews living in the mountains in Switzerland or something. Just complete lunacy, pre, pre-Twitter. So uh, I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I don't know where Steve Carlton is today, but he's uh, generally considered a complete, lunatic um but this sounds much like steve carlton this sounds like you know alex jones stuff just craziness from yay uh but let's 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 listen defcon tweet now nah, he ain't he ain't releasing the teeth because mm. he's jewish mm. and i'm like see this is my exact point that i'm making mm. like jewish people have owned the black voice mm. whether it's through us wearing a ralph Lauren shirt or it's all of us being signed to a record label or having a Jewish manager or being signed to a Jewish basketball team or doing a movie on a Jewish platform like Disney and we understand it's like I, I, I respect what the Jew, Jewish people have done and how they brought their people together what uh, okay that's just a small sample you have more but What's a Jewish basketball team? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and let me get this straight. If you wear Ralph Lauren, you are being controlled by by Jewish people. I, I, I do know this. Do you know what Ralph Lauren's real name is? Do you know what his, uh, uh, I was going to say his Christian, his, his, the name he was uh, given at birth. But do you know what Ralph Lauren's real name is? Look it up. I believe it's Ralph Lipschitz. So uh, Ralph Lipschitz changed his name and I don't blame him. So if you wear a shirt 
from Ralph Lauren. Let's a polo, right? If you wear a polo, which most, well, lots, no, I do. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has a polo in their closet. That means your voice is controlled by the Jews. Lipschitz? Yes, Lipschitz. No. Yeah, lift, li- lip, lift Lipschitz. Lipschitz. Now, that's a guy who I don't blame for changing his name. By the way, if you're Ryan Suckup, have you ever considered changing your name? I can't think of a more unfortunate name than Ryan Suckup, but he's a good kicker. He's had a good career. But why don't you just change it? Change, pick a pick a name and change it. Why do you want to live with the name Suck Up your whole life? Anyway, uh, that's just the beginning of this uh, this rant from this anti-Semitic bigot, this this anti-Jew lunatic. And I'm just going to check again, see if Ben Shapiro has chimed in on his his buddy here, who uh, was in really good standing with the Daily Wire. I don't know a week ago. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, all good things come to an end. But uh, and what does Candace Owen do now? She is a pretty she's a prominent voice, a bold, uh, courageous voice on the right. Um, I mean, she's got guts, man. She she is she's fearless and she's she's has a great career. She's got a new uh, documentary out about uh, about Black Lives Matter. God bless her. She's got guts, but she's really good friends with this insane person. How does she do it? What does she do? Does she just disassociate herself or does she stand by him and defend this bile? Anyway, let's hear more from yay. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? J.P. Morgan, I put $140 million into J.P. Morgan, and they treated me like shit. So if J.P. Morgan Chase is treating me like that, how they treating the rest no, of y'all? That's outrageous, Shoot. yeah. And this, this murder was for Chase accounts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I am outraged. Mm-hmm. By the time, people always, they want to calm it down. Because no matter what, you didn't yeah. break no law. I didn't break a law. No matter I didn't what, break the, a law. The bank shouldn't be a judge or jury on right. anything that's But this is, there, it's, right? it's like a social contract Candace Owens has a word for him, forget it. But it's basically like they told Candace Owens she couldn't hang out with me. You know, I'm here. You know, he's he's right on that. I mean, it is insane that a bank can cancel you because they don't like your opinions. But do we have any more on uh, any more anti-Semitic stuff from Ye? One second here. The, 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 cavalier way he meant the casual way he just blames Jews. I heard the story. I thought it was disgusting that they could cancel a guy because they don't like what he has to say. A guy with 140 million bucks. And what's next? Does the next bank, does he have to, you know, find some bank owned by a conservative uh, owned by a libertarian to just to, just to do business. (laughs) Just the, the idea that we've moved into this area where banks could cancel you and say, get your money out of my bank. I don't like what you had to say is frightening, but I don't like them in the same, on the same show. He's talking about how Jews control the world and blaming Jews. So if you're JP Morgan, you're saying, see, we we told you this guy was out of control. You see, we told you he was, uh, he was a bigot and listen to him now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's uncomfortable. So, what a what a what a bigot! What a what an anti-Semite he is! This uh, this video I have here is from an account that is definitely agreeing with Kanye. Oh, great. so Jeez. so that, so he's 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 starting a movement. But uh, well, you know what, Kanye is in many ways. He's you know he's the canary in the coal mine. We'll see what happens if you say offensive things we'll see who else comes after you because he's right they come after him a billionaire they could come after anybody whose opinions they don't like but he was he would have made a much better case if he didn't blame the jews uh he also and and for this i'll give him credit he he called uh pete davidson a heroin addict who was who was around his own children which i don't blame kanye at all i can't imagine having young kids you get divorced and then next thing you know, that scumbag Pete Davidson uh, is is around your children and traveling with your children. That would kill me too. I don't blame him. I don't know if Pete Davidson is a heroin addict. He sure looks like one. But he also says George Fet- uh, George Floyd, Saint George, died from fentanyl poisoning. And 
the said the cop, Derek Chauvin, didn't really have his knee on his neck. Now, when I heard that, I said, you know, that's his opinion. I, you know, I, I, George Floyd had fentanyl in his system. I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure George Floyd would have died if, uh, if he didn't have fentanyl in him. So it's, it's, it's certainly a valid opinion to say the fentanyl killed him. But I, and I don't know about the knee on the neck. I don't know where that came from. Didn't have his knee on his neck. I know that was uh, in court that his knee was on the shoulder, whatever. Uh, I have no sympathy for Derek Chauvin, but what (laughs) the next, the next shoot to fall, of course, George Floyd's family says that they may sue Kanye. This would be the, uh, the Alex Jones precedent and get ready for it. You, you, uh, you said once again, you know, it's just Alex Jones. He's, he's crazy. He's dangerous. He's vile. That's fine. You could say that about Alex Jones, but this opens the floodgates. Now people who hear things, they don't, I think that hurt their feelings like George Floyd's family is going to be, is going to sue because they think um, Kanye is causing them distress. And Kanye is saying things that aren't true. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's actually going to happen, but but I believe it. I believe there's some slip and fall lawyer who's probably talking to George George Floyd's family right now, saying, "See how much money they got out of Alex Jones." Ostensibly, uh, you can do the same. So George Floyd's family will be coming after Kanye, and uh, they know he's got he's got uh, he's got money, and they're they're going to come after it because. You're not allowed to take St. George Floyd's name in vain. You're supposed to say he was uh, innocent. He wasn't resisting arrest. He wasn't on fentanyl. He wasn't passing bogus bills. He wasn't a career criminal. He was just uh, a a victim, a symbol of systemic racism. Step out of line on that narrative and and, uh, they'll come, come after you and crush you, even if you're Kanye West. But what else do we got from Ye? So there's there's a, a video. I haven't listened to this one yet, but uh, it says Kanye West exposing in all caps the Zionist Jews. So I think oh, this Jesus. is I think, <laughs> I think this is exactly what you're looking for here. You, you have him talking about uh, Pete Davidson because on that I'm gonna agree. I'm I'm gonna do. agree with him. I do have that. All right, let's listen. I just want the family back together. Kim is a Christian. On TMZ, I just saw yesterday they said. Pete Davidson and Kim have sex by the fireplace to honor their grandmother. It's Jewish Zionists that's about that life, that's telling this Christian woman that has four black children to put that out as a message in the media. So when I drive by and I see the Hulu ads and I say the J.P. Chase Morgan ads, I'm gonna let y'all know right now, the devil is a defeated foe. You can't poison me, and by the way, Y'all done already fuck with me so much. Y'all already black mirrored me. You already made everybody think I'm crazy. You already took my family away. You already separated all my friends. I don't got no celebrity friends. Because when I was on TV, on Instagram saying, I don't know where my child is. And the Kardashians kidnapped my daughter in public. And I didn't have the address of my child. None of these niggas that want to say something Travis now. Travis gave you the address, though. Travis gave me the address. Right. But as far as Meek Mills, no. Puff Daddy, whoever, none of these niggas. All you fake hard niggas, fuck you. Wait, Come, wait, no, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. All you fake hard niggas, fuck you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't give a fuck who, because you can't shoot nobody anyway. And the reason why you got talks because you did a deal, you fucking fed. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to come at me, because part of the deal for you to be a dude and get out. He's not crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, it was a week. It was what? 10 days ago, 10 days ago that he went on Tucker and everybody, including me, defended him, said he's outspoken. He's brave. He's bold. He's challenging the narrative. He's not crazy. That was, that was the take. I take it all back. He's insane. I, I don't First of all, I'm not sure what the hell he's talking about half the time. Is it's a Jewish Zionist plot that they took his kids away? A Jewish Zion? What the hell? Where does that even come from? And why do you think it's okay to say it? I mean, why do you think what you just said is not going to have some repercussions? You're, I, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with this podcast, but everything you say goes viral. 
Oh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching to see how the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro handles this or Candace Owen for that matter. I'm, I'm going to guess they're not happy. They're promoting that new uh, documentary. They're riding high and they got this lunatic talking about Jewish Zionist plots to take his family, to take his kids away because his ex-wife is having sex with a heroin addict. I'm, 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 hey, I, I, I sympathize. That can't be easy to watch your ex-wife with that tattooed freak uh pete davidson but jesus what does that mean he's not jewish what the hell are you talking about oh. this is the uh anyway. this is the heroin clip if you want to hear it real quick uh, all right let's hear it quick it's hey, maybe pete Davidson's gonna sue to everybody sue go ahead i need my four stadiums back the 78 media outlets that call me abuser when I was trying to get that heroin addict away from my kids that was tattooing my kids' names on them, Ski, uh, Pete uh, Davidson. Uh, it popping up. You know what I'm saying? It's like they uh, Trevor Noah, not even from America. Uh, he just looked black. Uh, right? Uh, gonna- <laughs> what the hell? Oh, love to hear him go back on Tucker and have have you know ask some serious questions about this craziness. Uh, I mean, where did you get it, Kanye? Where'd you learn it? Who told you? Was it Nick Cannon? Was it Louis Farrakhan? Who was it? Was it Jeremiah Wright? Where'd you learn this insanity? If some guy was getting my kids' names tattooed on, I'd probably snap too. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I agree. I mean, it'd be tough to watch that that scummy, sleazy Pete Davidson with your with, around your children. But what the hell is the Jewish? How is a Jewish scientist? What? Right. That's the line I can't quite draw yet. (laughs) You know what? He is crazy. He is insane. Everyone who said that you were right. I was wrong. All right. I was wrong about him. I wasn't wrong about Joe Biden. Let's move on to the uh, weekend, which kind of got buried in all the other news. I mean, we're on the brink of nuclear war. Got a big election coming up. The economy is in the tank. People are losing their life savings and the absolute feeble, frail, weak, incoherent, confused man who caused it all, who has done all this damage to this country in a a year and a half. The damage the Biden administration has done to the country in a year and a half is almost unfathomable. Everybody has lost money. Uh, Front page of the New York Post, has all the average person, <coughs> excuse me, has lost like $34,000 under Joe Biden. Uh, everybody has a 401k or some kind of retirement plan or just a savings account for that matter. And uh, with inflation and, uh, and, and the stock market plummeting, it, it's incredible the damage Joe Biden has done. The thing that I don't get, I mean, I understand that the tide is turning, that the uh, Republicans are going to take the House and hopefully the Senate. I see these polls. Who's still supporting Democrats? I don't even understand how anybody, the the staunchest Democrat out there, the most liberal person, don't they have 401ks? Don't they have retirement accounts? Don't they have to buy groceries? Don't they have to buy cars? Why would you vote to affirm this madness? Everything Joe Biden has done is, 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 has hurt this country. If you were elected in 2020 and your goal was to do as much damage to the United States as possible, you would do nothing different from what Joe Biden has done for a year and a half. He has done, he has been determined to, uh, to, to, to fundamentally, to quote his, his former boss, Obama, to fundamentally transform the country. And that begins with tearing down virtually every institution from the, you know, from the, you know, stock market, from wall street to the military, to the, to academia, you name it. He is on a path of destruction and uh, he continues, but he uh, didn't seem all that phase. Let's do the, the ice cream, the stop at Baskin Robbins first. You want to talk about a tone deaf commander in chief. Again, people are hurting. The Southern border is overrun. Fentanyl is is poisoning a generation. Over 107,000 people died from fentanyl poisoning last year. We'll probably break that record every weekend in the big cities. Kids are being shot and killed. Violence is out of control. 
this buffoon said, we've never been closer to Armageddon, at least not in uh, 60 years. We're on the brink of a nuclear conflict with Russia. It's, you know, this is a one hour show. We can't list all the troubles in the world caused by this absolute idiot in the white house. So he finally gives a couple of uh, his campaign. I mean, is uh, the Democrat operatives with press passes who follow him around, gives them the chance to ask a quick question while he's diving in on his chocolate, chocolate chip on a waffle cone. I mean, you know what this look, this would be like if you were a, if you were an alcoholic and you went out in public and you had like a, like a, whatever, a big glass of scotch, or you were a recovering, uh, you know, a, a domestic abuser and you went out in public and you had your wife by the hair and, you know, she had a bloody nose. I mean, does he have no shame? He's, he's, he's known as a, uh, as a callous, as a, as a out of touch old man who's not in touch with the troubles that people are living through. I mean, he's, he lives this insulated life, limos everywhere. It's been that way for years. He's been in Washington for 50 years. He's got fabulously wealthy and he's completely out of touch with the troubles that people are dealing with the issues that real people have. And the way he deals with these uh, questions is to stuff his face in a big you know, double scoop waffle cone while people are asking about their life savings, their, their retirement accounts going up in smoke. That's his response. Watch me stuff my, my face in this ice cream. Anyway, listen to this and listen to what he says about the U S economy, which by any measure is a disaster right now. Listen to this fool. This one more economic one. We're concerned about the strength of the dollar right now. I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Can you explain that? Yes. Uh, our economy is trying to sell. We internally. Inflation is worldwide. Worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth, sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. That's a worldwide inflation that's consequential. If you missed it, he was mumbling and he was eating his ice cream while he was talking. He said, the economy is strong as hell. By what measure? By jobs created? The only reason we've created millions of jobs is because we forced people out of those jobs. And we'll, we'll get to Fauci. We'll get to Fauci. But Biden, Trump, Fauci, and company shut down business and forced people out of their jobs and gave them money for nothing. Uh, and then when, the, when COVID ended, they came back to work. That's, um, that's the economy as strong as hell. I mean, he's just, he's just so, just so contemptible. I mean, he's lying, obviously, while stuffing his face in ice cream. And by the way, you want to know. Stuffing his face everywhere. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that too. But here's a, a guy named Tyler Page. I don't know if you can put this tweet, uh, tweet up there. He's the White House reporter for the Washington Post. Got 36,000 followers on Twitter. Here's his tweet from uh, Friday. From this event, event, this, uh, of this, uh, from Saturday, this is him at Baskin Robbins. Tyler Pager tweets, President Biden and his Baskin Robbins ice cream. He ordered the double dip chocolate chip in a waffle cone. End of tweet. That's it. The Washington Post reporter, quote unquote, tweets, what kind of ice cream this, this, empty husk of a man ordered at Baskin Robbins and that's it. Nothing about him lying about the economy or I should say, uh, or creeping on little girls again or lying you know, about the state of the world. I mean, just the, oh, just the talk about, you know, let them eat cake. How about while I'm stuffing my face with a double dip chocolate chip, you ask me about how people in this country are hurting, are suffering. And I'll smile and say, yeah, the economy is strong as hell. It's other countries, not us. How in the world is there a single vote in this country? Not, there'll be millions in, uh, in uh, three weeks from tomorrow. There'll be millions. I, I don't understand how there can be one vote. How would anyone vote to continue what we're doing 
to stay on this track. I mean, he's not through. He's got a lot more things to destroy in this country in the next two and a half years. Why would you want to support that? I don't know why it's driving me so crazy. Let's get to uh, his appearance, I believe, on Friday at Irvine Valley Community College. Makes an appearance. I don't even know what he was talking about. Doesn't matter. It's all lies. Talking about how great things are in this country and how we, we you know, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to bring down inflation as inflation continues to soar. I don't, I mean, the only way he can brag, the only way he can point to any accomplishments is to lie. That's what the problem is. He lies every day about the economy and the state of this country because he has no choice. So we have him pulling into town first. This is, uh, this is him pulling into Irvine, I believe, to make whatever, some speech full of lies. But watch the guy run next to the limo with the flags. This guy's pretty funny. Go ahead. Guy runs next to him with a Trump one flag uh, right down the street. I can't, I'm surprised he got that close, but uh, it, it, he's just so out of touch. He thinks, I think he thinks that people love him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's insane. Anyway, uh, do we, this is the, this is, this is the point we are. This is the point we've reached with this creep is he's doing this again on camera and it gets very little play, obviously on the right, on Twitter, people like, like me tweeted out and mock him, but we accept this from our commander in chief, from the leader of the free world to again, put himself, put his hands on a strange a stranger, a teenage girl. I would you say that girl is 13, Maybe. Uh, a 13 year old girl. He can't keep his hands off them. He can't stop saying creepy things and sniffing their hair. And somehow we just accept it and move on. Yeah. That's just creepy old Joe. I mean, anybody else be arrested or, or maybe punched in the face by an angry father. I mean, Somebody is standing right there videotaping this. The Secret Service tries to tell them to stop videotaping because that's their job to protect Joe Biden when he's creeping on little girls. Uh, but what does he do, again, off camera? What does he do when no one's watching? If this is what he does on camera in front of a crowd, he cannot help himself. When, he's, when there's no camera and there's a little girl around, my God, my heart breaks for that girl. Cause he just can't stop touching and sniffing and saying inappropriate things to, uh, to, to young girls. And, and again, he goes back to the, to the age thing. Remember what was it? Two weeks ago when he saw a woman in the audience and said he was 30, she was 12 when they were working together. Yeah. That's his dream. But he is 80 and this girl is 13 and he thinks it's appropriate to touch her and get up right, real close to her and say something completely Completely inappropriate. Go ahead, play it. Now, the very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters, no serious guys in your 30s. Okay. <laughs> no serious guys in your 30s. I'll keep that in mind. Look, if they try to stop the guy from videotaping, don't, don't do that. No serious guys to your 30. He moves in. He's two inches from her face. She looks completely horrified. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal today, this day and age in the United States. Our president telling a strange 13-year-old girl, no serious guys till you're 30. Just let me get a sniff. <sighs> mm, L'Oreal. That, that, that's... The, oh. <laughs> what is that, pert? <laughs> What a creep. What an absolute creep. Aside from all the other, you know, flaws in his game. He is a creepy, dirty, inappropriate old man. That's with a guy literally holding a camera phone three feet away. He doesn't care. It's his chance to move in and get a sniff. Anyway, what else we got from uh, Creepy Joe? Uh, this is the a flub, I'd say, where he's talking about age gaps. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. This, this needs no, uh, requires no commentary. It's just this, this incoherent old man babbling incoherently 
to, uh, yeah, this is the same event in Irvine, California. looks like right there, that picture looks like he finally, he spotted the girl, the 13 year old. And he's like, I'm going to go up to her and sniff as soon as this is over. Go ahead. I married up. I was one of those guys that my whole life, I've been surrounded by women who've taken care of me. Maybe they're smarter than I am. My younger sister used to be three years younger than me. Now she's 23 years younger. There's not a single solitary Biden man that is younger than any Biden woman. <laughs> what does what? that mean? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, only two and a half more years shouldn't be a problem. All right, let's quickly do Fauci, and then we got to get to the NFL. Fauci, we've, I've said enough about this guy. The biggest, the, the biggest fraud, the biggest liar, the biggest scam artist in, in, in United States government history, the highest paid bureaucrat in the government. He's going to retire, and his pension will be upwards of 400000 He hasn't stolen enough. During the pandemic, he made $12.5 million while he busted people, just put people on uh, forced layoffs, closed schools, shut down small businesses, and cashed in. And when he retires in a couple of months, he will go to the board of Pfizer and make tens of millions of more. He's a venal, vile little man. And it's amazing looking back that we ever listened to him. It's amazing the damage we allowed him to inflict on this country. Trump, beginning with Trump, he could have fired this weasel. He didn't. Joe Biden is never going to fire him because he owes his presidency to him. If not for Fauci shutting down the economy, Trump may have been reelected. That's just another factor that uh, that worked in Biden's favor. But he just he just won't go away. He's sitting down with Jonathan Carl of ABC this week and lying his ass off as usual. And he's talking about how COVID, he still says COVID was a threat for children because 1,500 kids died. Well, how many of those 1,500 kids had no uh, uh, other issues? Were not, you know, uh, immunocompromised or obese? How many died of the flu the year before? I mean, it, it's 1,500 kids. Um, that That sounds like a lot. But I guarantee you there are other uh, extenuating circumstances that he ignores trying to defend his decision to recommend shutting down schools. But listen to what he says when Carl's asked, when Carl asks about shutting down schools. Listen to this freaking liar. Just, just deflect, pass the buck and deny any responsibility. Uh, I, I, I guess he's lived this, this life, this pampered, privileged, protected life. And he sits with his good friends in the mainstream media and thinks he can get away with anything. I think history is going to judge him harshly. I think we're going to look back and say nobody in the history of this country, no bureaucrat did more damage to the American people. We went over the thing the, the last week about how schools, kids learning have, have been set back decades, decades, because we shut down schools for two years and kids uh, just took huge, a huge step backwards all because of this little weasel who whose goal was to scare people into getting vaccinated because that's how he makes his money. Go ahead, let's listen. Was it a mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were? I think in some case, I, w- I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking me the question on. Well, was it too high a price? Yeah, I would say that what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. This idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so. It does. We've lost close to 1,500 kids so far. But but much less than the older population, obviously. Oh, of course. But you shouldn't discount that it does afflict children. So it isn't without consequences. If you go back, and I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open, no one plays that clip. They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing yeah. to do. I mean, you're, you're, I mean you're, let's you're, get down to the facts. Oh, God. Carl interrupts, try to help him out. I had nothing to do with it. What a liar. I mean, honest to God, can you believe we once people once respected this little worm? Honest to God, I had nothing to do with it. He had everything to do with it. We don't even have time to play it. 
There are a thousand examples of Fauci because he can't stay away from the cameras recommending uh, shutting down schools and, and talking about how, how, what a threat COVID was to little children. It was always a lie. It was always a lie, but the end game was to get everyone vaccinated, make billions for Pfizer and for him and, 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 and the rest of the charlatans at the CDC. They all were cashing in. And I love how he says, oh, 1,500 kids died. How many kids were hurt uh, irreparably by this? How many? I would say I don't know, 50, 70, 100 million were hurt because you shut down schools, you isolated them, you took sports away, social life away. You did immeasurable damage, but you didn't care because you got rich and you got famous. God, will this little, this little monster ever just go away? All right. That'll do it for today on the uh, Fauci, Fauci watch, but he'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure. Yeah, just, yeah. He's never ever going away. When he retires, he'll be more, he'll write a book, you know, and the media will fawn and, and drool all over him all over again. He's never going away. And he's going to live forever too. He's going to be like 110 and he's going to be showing up with uh, Jimmy Kimmel promoting more books and talking about Trump. God, what a, what a, just a vile little human being. Anyway, all right, let's get to the wild weekend in the NFL and Bubba Wallace. I'm just going to jump out ahead of this one. I don't know what Carl Larson did, but it was racist. It was racist. And, uh, and uh, Jesse Wallace is a victim here. Once again, Jesse's a victim. But let me do Shea, and then we'll get to all the, uh, all the action in the NFL. You ever want a behind-the-scenes look at Shea Concrete to see how the leading precast concrete company in New England does it? Well, now's your chance. We, we went to uh, do this last year. It was a blast. They, they're now uh, presenting their precast days. Uh, this is a event at all their manufacturing plants where you can get a tour. You can learn about uh, precast, whether you're a uh, contractor, an engineer, a student, or just somebody interested in the field. You can show up at one of their precast concrete days. You can eat and drink and Last year they had uh, they had tacos. This year they got big rig barbecue and Cookie Monster, a bunch of food trucks. It's just a great event. They got it uh, at all their plants uh, on October 18th in Nottingham New, Nottingham, New Hampshire, October 21st in Wilmington, Mass., October 25th in Rochester, New Hampshire, and the big one, October 28th in Amesbury, their main plant. Come check out Shake Concrete, learn how it's done, get a hold, get a look at the plant, get a whole tour, and have a cookie from Cookie Monster. You can learn more about the precast concrete days at shakeconcrete.com. We can't wait to see you there. All right, let's do, let's get Bubba out of the way. What a punk. Bubba Wallace is a punk, but I have to say, looking at this video, Kyle Larson looks kind of wimpy. Oh, definitely. Uh, he had a helmet in his hand. It could have bashed this punk in the head. He probably thought if I do, you know, that's it. My life is over because he knows how entitled Bubba Wallace is. As a refresher, somebody put a little loop in a rope in the garage at Talladega and Bubba Wallace decided it was a racist hate crime. And the FBI sent 15 FBI agents down to investigate. That would be 15 agents investigating a rope with a loop in it, which obviously wasn't a noose. Everybody knew it wasn't a noose. We were all just play acting. How many have they sent to investigate the fire bombings of uh, crisis pregnancy centers and churches? That would be zero, zero. 15 to investigate a loop and a rope, zero to investigate the over 70 assaults and fire bombings of churches and uh, crisis pregnancy centers. But anyway, don't want to get sidetracked. Look at this punk just pushing Kyle Larson because he said whatever he did, he got in front of him, he bumped him. Well, uh, normally you'd say that guy'd get suspended, he'd get fined, he'd get criticized by the media. But keep in mind, it's Bubba Wallace. After there was a loop in the rope, everybody went out and did a ceremonial little lap and put their hands on his car and they cried with him and they held him and he wept uncontrollably because there was a loop in the rope in his car, which was always a joke. It was always a fake hate crime. There was no, it wasn't a noose. There was no crazy racist guy who did it. It was all just, it was all just play acting to raise the profile of, of Bubba Wallace and uh, make him make him more famous and, and make him more uh, sympathetic. Uh, it was a joke. Oh, was this him crying way back when? 
No, this is uh, the interview after that fight. Oh, the interview. Well, listen to his explanation. I don't really understand that. I just know it's racist. I just know J- Jamel Hill is sitting by her, sitting in her laptop or holding her phone right now, ready to hit send, saying how NASCAR is still systemically racist because they punished Bubba Wallace for attacking another driver. By the way, a Japanese-American driver. I think the real hate crime is Bubba Wallace doesn't like Asian people. Kyle Larson is half Asian, and he was attacking him. So clearly, Bubba, clearly Jesse Wallace was committing a hate crime. But listen, listen to him explain why he attacked his fellow driver. Clearly see your anger, Bubba. First, walk us through what happened. Cliff Daniel said if that wasn't retaliation, I don't know what was. Was it intentional retaliation on your behalf? Clint's smart enough to know how easy these cars break. So when you get shoved into the fence, like deliberately like he did, trying to force me to lift, steering was gone. So just so happened to be there. Um, hate it. Hate it for our team. Um, fast, super fast car. Had no short run speed, as you were seeing. We were kind of falling there. Larson wanted to make a three-wide dive bomb. Never cleared me. And uh, I don't lift, so I know I'm kind of new to running up the front, don't but lift. I don't lift. So wasn't even in a spot to lift. And he never Here he is on the outside. Just watch. junk. So the McDonald's car. This poor move on his execution. When situations like this happen, Bubba, at this speed, is retaliation an acceptable thing? Stop fishing. Stop fishing. I'm not fishing. I'm just asking you. Let's also talk about the message you wanted to send to Kyle by going up to him after the incident. He knows. He knows that what he did was wrong. Uh, he wanted to question what I was doing. He never cleared me. So um, just hate it for our team. Our McDonald's Twitter camera was super solid. Just needed to find a little bit on the short run. Get. To- oh, he's such a he's such a punk. Uh, uh, we just watched the video. It was all Bubba's fault. I, I'm I'm a. a, a an expert, NASCAR expert from way back. I, you know, I live this stuff. I love this stuff. Clearly, Bubba Wallace attacked, bumped, pushed, crashed into Kyle Larson, and then attacked him. And uh, the only unfortunate thing was Kyle Larson didn't take his helmet and bash him in the face because, I mean, he's much bigger and stronger. And where the hell were all the, the don't every one of these cars have like 17 guys on the pit crew? Why wasn't someone there to break it up? He just kept pushing and pushing and Larson kept backing off and backing off. But all I know is uh, he'll be, he'll be reprimanded. I assume by the, uh, by NASCAR for that. And the whole ESPN, the whole, you know, everybody, the whole staff is ready to call NASCAR racist because you know, poor Bubba, he's a victim. He's always a victim. All right, let's get to the NFL wild weekend. Uh, Patriots absolutely dominate Cleveland, which we all, you, you and I and, and Montante all had the Patriots, right? Yeah. That was an easy pick. Belichick had uh, made, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff look look like chumps. He had no problem making Jacoby Brissett look like a chump. I'm not sure yet if Bailey Zappi's better than Mac Jones, but I know one thing: he's much better than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett stinks. Uh, he doesn't have a great receiving core, but he was airmailing throws. I think the, the whole day there was like two accurate throws. He's not a good NFL quarterback. He does not have good presence in the pocket. Bailey Zappi does. And and you and I talked about this before we started recording. He steps up in the pocket nicely for a young guy, uh, for, for a guy <laughs> facing, you know, real NFL defenses for the first time looks pretty comfortable. He made some accurate throws. His team, his offense was so much better coached than Cleveland's. They, 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 they schemed up a good game plan. There were a lot of open receivers and he hit them and he looked good under pressure. It's a, it is obviously a QB controversy, but it's a good one. It's not like you're, you know, in, in Pittsburgh where they, uh, they, they yank Trubisky cause he stinks until yesterday. It's not like one of those QB controversies where one of the guys is struggling. They're both, they both are young and they're both look good and they both look promising. And I, I, I assume that's all anyone's going to talk about in Boston, which is fine, but they both look good. And he gets to go against Chicago, which sucks next week. So if Zappi stays in there, it's another opportunity to, to shine. Belichick ties George Hallis for second most wins ever and now he can break the record at Chicago on Monday night it's all coming down Belichick that's the way it often does Belichick wins Brissett stinks um, Garoppolo loses 
Brady loses to Pittsburgh, which hasn't won since opening day. Pittsburgh, which got blown out by Buffalo the week before. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, who lost their starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett, to a concussion. Bring in the aforementioned uh, Mitch Trubisky, and he defeats Tom Brady. A bad look for Brady. Brady went to the wedding Friday night. And Mike, I just want to ask this question before, before we get back to football is, Bob Kraft has owned the Patriots for years. He's a football guy. You know, he prides himself on being a football guy. What kind of football guy gets married on a weekend in October? I place all the blame on Bob Kraft. If you get married, and I realize he's old, probably doesn't feel like he has that much time, but why not get married in August or get married in, in March or get married in April, May, or June? Why would you do it in October? Um, or like on a Monday maybe, or a Tuesday. Brady shows up. Well, no one gets married on a Monday. Well, I'm saying Brady, all, Brady all the football, up. all the football guys are off. You know, Brady shows up in uh, New York for the wedding. I think he and, as far as I can tell, he and David Andrews were the only active players. Uh, Andrews won, so he doesn't have to hear any criticism. But Brady missed a walkthrough and a meeting. I just was watching ESPN. They're killing him. This gives his critics an opening. They're all over Twitter. They're, they're all over ESPN. Everybody is pouncing on Brady because he struggled yesterday and he went off on his teammates. You know what? The, the, he deserves it. He deserves it. When you do what he did Friday night, which you go on your own, go to a party and miss a meeting or miss a walkthrough, that's fine if you win the game. It's a chance he took. He rolled the dice. If he beats Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, and he should have, there's no criticism. I mean, there really isn't. When you do what he did, lose the game, fail to convert a two-point conversion at the end to tie, yell at your teammates, this is what you get. Man, you took a chance and you lost. So Tom Brady, his commitment is questioned. He also took 11 days off in preseason. His co commitment to the team, to this season, is questioned. And he gave them that opening, man, when he decided to go to the wedding yeah, look at all those players. They're all retired. A lot of TV guys. Devin, oh, uh, Devin McCourty's there. Oh, Devin McCourty. Oh, there he is. Devin McCourty, David Andrews, and Tom Brady all skipped out on their team. And it's no problem for Devin McCourty and David Andrews because they won. But Tom Brady yelling at his teammates is a bad look, and he's taken a lot of heat for it. But uh, And uh, it's a good weekend, a good week for Brady haters. I mean... Uh, Zappy looks great <laughs> again. Again, he's going against. He went against the worst defense in the NFL last week, and he went against the lowly Browns this week. And he hasn't really been tested. We get to see what they're facing twice down the road. The Buffalo Bills look like a one of those teams that has just punched a ticket for the Super Bowl already. They defeated Kansas City in Kansas City. Josh Allen is. I know I went out on a limb. I predicted the Bills would win the Super Bowl and Allen would be the MVP. I took a chance. You know, I'm a gambling kind of guy. I took a chance. After six weeks, Josh Allen's the MVP and Buffalo's the best team. I don't care if Philadelphia's undefeated. Buffalo's the best team. You go into Kansas City, you win that game. You come down, make that clutch throw at the end, uh, in the end zone to Dawson, Dawson Knox. It was just a spectacular performance. Josh Allen is the most exciting athlete in the world right there right now you can't take your eyes off him he's better than Mahomes as a you know just for pure entertainment because he can run he loves to run he loves the contact he's big he's strong that's also the reason you can't be guaranteed that Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl because he takes chances he gets hit guys get I mean even if you're big and strong and tough as hell you can only take so many hits you know it's amazing when you look at Brady or Peyton Manning or Eli Manning, how rarely they missed a game. And these guys like, like Pickett gets hurt. The QBs just get hit and get hurt all the time, every week. It never happens to Tom Brady. It's remarkable. See, I think Zappi and Mac Jones will both play because they're both young. They're both trying to prove their, their toughness and they're both going to get hit and hang in the pocket at some point and they're going to get hurt and they'll take turns. We'll get to both see them both play and then we'll determine down the road who's better. I'm not sure how you yank Zappi out of the lineup right now. I think you stick with him. You're winning. It doesn't mean he'll be the starter forever, but it means you're sticking with a good thing, and he looks good. He looks confident. He looks smart back there. Every week they talk about his college numbers. 
He threw for 62, 62 touchdown passes in his senior year in college. How is that possible? That's like almost six a game, right? That's like five something a game. Did they ever run the ball? Did, did they ever face a decent defense? He had just an amazing college career. Uh, but the NFL is just awesome, isn't it? The Giants win. The uh, the Giants, Brian Dayball is just coach of the year after six games. You think they're regretting their choice of Brian's? You think the uh, the Mara family's wishing they went with Brian Flores? Um, the Jets win at Green Bay, beat Aaron Rodgers, which is amazing. And then Sauce Gardner, the DB, that crazy Jet uh, 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 kid, walks around with a cheese head on his head, head which is pretty cool. Um, Brady and Aaron Rodgers losing on the same weekend. Josh Allen beating Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Belichick tying Hallis. What a wild week. And the NFL is so great. There it is. He finished his senior year with, uh, he, he completed 62, 69% of his passes for almost 6,000 yards and 62 touchdowns and 11 picks. How is that possible in one season? It's 12 it's like games, right? 12 games. I know, but it's five something a game. But anyway, he looks good. He looks good for now. I just would say, I would caution. He hasn't played anybody. He's played the, the crappy Lions and the crappy Browns. Good timing for young Zappy. Zappy days are here again. But And uh, big day for Ironhead. He went a big weekend. He went two and two. That's okay. like a big triumphant weekend. But there were some great games. The games we picked were close. I, I still can't believe Matt Ryan completed. What did he complete? 42 passes. And threw a touchdown at the end. Matt Ryan for the Colts. I had the Jags. You had the Colts. Uh, but just, just, a, just a wildly entertaining weekend. Unfortunately, next Monday night, Patriots are Monday night football, and they're at the Bears. God, I hate Bears games. Always suck. Yeah. Anyway, three hundred eighty-nine yards, three touchdowns, no picks, seventy-two percent completion. Completion for percentage. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Wow. Did not see that that coming. But then again. Every week you watch the NFL, you never—I never see any of it coming. It's just an amazingly entertaining, entertaining thing, the an NFL Sunday or Monday. Just tonight is what tonight's uh, Denver against the LA Chargers, I believe. Correct. Uh, let me check right now. You're supposed to know these things. You're a degenerate gambler. And you don't know who's playing Monday night. Aren't you trying to catch up? I'm trying. trying to, to, I'm trying to recover from my horrible, terrible season so far. Yeah, well, it a is. lot of people in uh, New England are enjoying the hell out of this because Brady, Broncos, bad Chargers. weekend for Brady, great weekend for Bailey Zappi, and uh, great weekend for Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill, the, the difference between the Belichick coach team, the Belichick coach defense, and uh, and Cleveland was just night and day. You still have you still have that going for you. And Belichick said. He was invited to Kraft's wedding, but he politely declined, said he's a little busy. That's what you do when you're committed to your team. I re- it looked like a good time. By the way, does, does everyone in Kraft's family, do they just pretend that they're happy about this? He's 81. She's 48. I'm sorry, 81-year-old marrying a 48-year-old. What's the point? What's the point? You're going to start a family? I mean, what, what is the point? They, I'm sure they're happy together. I love Bob Kraft. He's a great guy. But uh, I don't know. just seems like it's unnecessary. Just stay together, live together, live happily ever after. Um, I'm sure it was a fun time. Uh, I know his friend Elton John was there. I know his old friend. I believe they went to high school together, Ed Sheeran and Bob Kraft, old, old friends. Ed Sheeran performed. I don't know. We saw, I saw a lot of pictures. I'm still looking to see if there was anybody at the wedding who's not famous. Did any of us, you know, old friends or neighbors or coworkers, did the accountant at his office get invited or was, did you have to be famous? I'm sure, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure some normies as we like to call them went, but Al Michaels, Al Michaels did the introduction, Elton John and Ed Sheeran and Meek Mill. Oh, Bob, that's another Bob Kraft went to high school with Meek Mill too. Meek Mill and Ed Sheeran, they were inseparable. They were three. I think they went to like elementary school together and they grew up hanging together and, you know, 60 years later, they're still tight, which is good to see. 
I'm happy for him. But anyway, congratulations to RKK. He looks happy. He should be happy. He got married. He won. The Patriots are now, after that win, they're in last place. <laughs> Patriots are 3-3 three and three in last place. Brady's 3-3 three and three in first place. But they feel like they're going in opposite directions. But we shall see. It's still early. Week six. Long way to go. But we will leave it there for today. Anything I missed, Ironhead? Nothing important. I know you want to get to that uh, Daryl Brooks trial, and we will. It's going to get even crazier. Daryl Brooks defending himself. We have all the sound. We'll do that. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow, but we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.